Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, you know, it's tough to talk about this stuff. It's hard for me to talk about this stuff because I don't want to panic anyone unnecessarily. If I panic you unnecessarily, I'll be accused of, you know, eliciting a fear response from the audience, and that's not what I'm looking to do. What I'm looking to do is keep you all informed. Keep you all informed because if I don't do that, I'll have failed to do my job. And my job is an important one. My job is here. I am here. I've been given this platform, I believe, by a higher power because this is what I was meant to do, to keep everybody informed. And there's no doubt that there's a lot of information going around about tomorrow, Friday, uh, major attacks around the country. Is that going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. But I can tell you this. Our enemies out there are known for head fakes. And just be really careful about that. I got a big show today, a lot to discuss. Uh, Trump spoke last night, some audio clips from him at the prior UN, a lot to talk about. Folks, almost all Americans are going to owe taxes for this year or owe from a previous year, unless, of course, you're the son of a president or the wife of an ex-president. The IRS and Biden's government want your money more than ever. And as you know, it's been reported they're hiring thousands of agents. I want to tell you about a tax mitigation company called America First Tax Group. America First tax lawyers and experts routinely stand up to the IRS and save taxpayers thousands. Call them at 800-272-7613. Whether you already owe taxes or are going to owe this year, America First can help put those dollars back into your pocket where they belong. America First tax groups professionals are also experts at state taxes and can help protect you from levies, liens, and garnishments. Call 800-272-7613. By using the same tax laws that global elites use, America First tax group could be your own private tax army. Check them out. 800-272-7613. 800-272-7613. That's 800-272-7613. Or go to AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com now. Again, call 800-272-7613 or go to AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com. All right, Joseph, let's go. It's showtime, Dano. Yes, it is. Okay. So did you see this notification that came out from the NYPD? The NYPD orders all cops to report in uniform after ex chief calls for global protests. Now, having been a member of the, uh, uh, the NYPD, They call these things mobilizations. Mobilizations are when if you were a police officer and you had a vacation or a day off, that day off is canceled. There are levels of mobilization. Now, I don't know what level this mobilization was. I'm hearing it was one of the higher level ones. This is typically a big deal. The reason the NYPD doesn't like to do this, and this is kind of the inside baseball you're going to get here. You're not going to get anywhere else uh, because, you know, it's not anybody's fault. They just didn't work there. The reason the NYPD doesn't do this is why any employer doesn't like to call a mobilization of their employees. You don't want to piss your employees off. Folks, nobody wants to hear that their Miami vacation or their vacation to the Bahamas was canceled because there's a threat. Because here's what happens. If the threat isn't real and the cops show up to work and they had to cancel the family vacation or the family goes without them, what do you guys in the chat think happens? Well, what happens is they get back to work and they got they go back home. The the wife's pissed at the husband. What the hell, man? You got to go to work again. Nothing even happened. It was all BS, man. What I'm trying to get at here is the NYPD doesn't call these things often. So they probably know something. And the NYPD, they're uh, the members of the NYPD, the detectives, a lot of first grade detectives, second graders as well. These guys, I would make the case to you strongly, are some of the best terrorism investigators in the world because they're in the terrorism heart of the world, which is New York City, which is always number one or two on any threat level. Now, these are the guys who are feeding the information. The NYPD is one of the few police departments around the country that has a direct channel to overseas intel outlets. 
something a lot of people don't know. They don't go through the federal government. So they can and they do, but they can go around them and use their own channels and they will. The NYPD, you get guys in there and I'm not listening. They, uh, you know, we got good and bad guys like anyone else. However, the NYPD's got detectives in there, some of them who've been working 10 and 15 years specifically on terrorism. Now, even some of these FBI guys, they'll work financial cases, computer crimes, bank robberies, maybe surveillance, and then eventually you get to terrorism. Some of them are good, but some of them just aren't. Some of them are new. They just don't have a body of experience. If they're ordering all their cops to report in uniform, and this is, say, a level one mobilization, folks, they know something. They definitely know something, and they know something serious. Now, why do they know something? Because Hamas is talking about it. Hamas commanders are talking about it themselves. I'll show you the evidence in a second. I just want you to keep one thing in mind. These terrorists are known for head fakes. When I was in my last line of work, someone said to me once, the safest day to be in a presidential motorcade is the day after an attack, because that's when everybody's on alert. So sometimes what these guys will do, these terrorists, is they'll call for the obvious, like Friday the 13th, there's going to be a mass massacre. And then nothing happens. And again, all the NYPD guys and others are like, oh, man, look at this. This is just another false alarm. And then what happens? The next Friday they come in. I'm not telling you to live in perpetual fear, folks. And I'm not going to give you pithy, stupid lines either. Then the terrorists win. The terrorists only win if they kill you before you kill them. Okay, Uh, forget stupid lines like that. But it is one of the goals of terrorism to make sure you live in fear. I'm telling you fear is a real thing. Fear is a healthy thing. It'll help you keep your head in a swivel. Don't live in fear of fear, though. Embrace it. Fear is what keeps you alert and keeps you alive. It's nothing to be afraid of, which sounds kind of oxymoronic. But it's true. It's a natural part of life. Keep your head on a swivel. If you're in crowds, make sure you know how you're going to get out of a place or duck into a place. If you're in a restaurant, sit looking at the door. If you're in a restaurant, make sure you understand that there's a back door outside the kitchen, typically. If you're in a church, understand that uh, when the attackers come into churches, which they typically do, they always come in the back. Why do they come in the back in church? Anybody know? Joe, you were in church with me this weekend. Where's everyone looking? Front, right. Why? Who's up front? The priest is up front. So is Joe playing the drums. Joe's not in the back. They're not watching Joe this way. Everybody's facing forward. It's why they like attacking churches. It's also like why they like attacking schools. Everybody's attention's in one direction. Nowhere better than a barge in and start shooting the place up. Just telling you to be careful. But don't live in fear of fear. That is exactly what they want. Everybody hiding, scared. We can fight these people. We're going to have to fight these people. But why are we putting this stuff out? Because, folks, they're putting this stuff out. Again, this is a this is stereo. Oh, my gosh, where are you guys getting this from? Uh, for all the people out there, for the thousandth time, I did an interview this morning on the great KCMO uh, station we just went live on uh, in Kansas City. I'm happy to be there. And they asked me about the situation this morning. I said, one of the most frustrating things about this situation I've said for a few days now, and I will you know, beat this thing to death because I, it's just, oh, it's eating at my soul. Like you wouldn't believe is the savage doesn't care what side you're on here, folks. You are not going to be able to put up a sign. This is free Palestine in front. They will shoot you dead. They don't care. Your Che Guevara hat is not going to help you. Here's Hamas commanders going public with what I've been telling you. This is coming here. This is a global fight. 
may have to VO it a little bit, so I'll watch it on the screen here because it's not obviously in English, but play that if you would. When we speak about the army of Jerusalem and the battle of the promise of the hereafter, we are not talking about liberating our land alone, but we believe in what our prophet Muhammad said. Allah drew the ends of the world near one another for my sake. And I have seen its eastern and western ends. The dominion of my nation would reach those ends that have been drawn near me. The entire 510 million square kilometers of planet Earth will come under a system where there is no injustice, no oppression, no treachery, no Zionism, no treacherous Christianity. We're not talking about liberating our land alone. We're talking about planet Earth. Don't, you don't have to listen to me. Listen to them. All the talk in the world out of whatever political party you align with, from libertarians to conservatives to neoconservatives or whatever, it doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They don't care. You're going to negotiate with this guy? Oh, no, I'm a libertarian. I'm trying to, t I'm, really, I'm genuinely trying to help you, man. I'm really trying to help everyone out there. This, this threat is real. When you stare at the demons and you see the demons, you can never unsee it. This threat is real. They don't care. They're talking about the entirety of planet Earth. What concerns me most, and I brought it up uh, yesterday, but I'll bring it up today, is the drones. Folks, the drones are a new technology. I don't know what they're going to put on these drones, but even minor explosives set off over Times Square, Beverly Hills, St. Louis, Nashville on a Saturday night could cause real death, real chaos, and people wouldn't know what to do. The problem with drones and explosives is they're in the air, as I said yesterday, and we can't fly. They're hard to take down. But small arms attacks are on their minds. If you've seen some of the notifications lately, you know they're trying to obtain uh, large belt-fed weapons. With the ability to, you know, these guys, this is why you need to be armed as well. Why do you need an AR-15? That's why. Because the guy with the high-powered rifle staring down you, he doesn't care about gun control laws. He cares about killing you. Your choice is to shoot back or be killed. That's it. There's no option C. I want you to watch this video here. This is a small arm attack. This is what happened in the kibbutz right on the Golan, uh, right on the Golan border. Watch what they do here. You'll see there's this car. They can't get into the community because the gate's closed. Shows you how even minor deterrence like a gate can delay them. But it only delayed them. If there was someone in a security presence up front, this may have gone down a little differently. But they go to the front. They wait for this car to pull up. Obviously, shoot up the car. They don't care that anyone's innocent. The guy could have had a free Palestine thing in the car. It though, Again, my point, it doesn't matter. They shot up the car. It doesn't make a difference. Everybody's dead. They wait for the car to buzz the gate. They walk in. Uh, folks, the massacre in this community is really unspeakable. And given that we've suffered through now four days of this horror, I'm really trying to keep the imagery. Uh, not, not because I want to minimize it at all, but folks, I think for it's just getting hard to take. I think for a lot of us, these small arms tactical assaults are really difficult to stop. The only barrier is sneaking the weapon in. It is still a barrier. Some of these, you know, weapons, if it's a Kalashnikov or a full-length barrel AR, they're not easy to sneak into downtown Times Square. They're not. You, what are you going to do? Put you, you, you know, you could take it apart and put it together in a bag, I guess, in a 
in a, in a store or something and come out, but they're not that easy. That's the only barrier. And it's, believe me, it's a small one. But these small arms attacks with drones and explosives, this is how it's going to go down. They've got experience doing this. And when you have a bloodlust, it doesn't make a difference. You don't really care if someone's holding a baby. Wait, I got my baby. They'll, they'll, doesn't matter. This was Trey Yinks yesterday. He's been doing amazing reporting. Yinks was uh, from Fox. He was at the kibbutz where this happened. And I want you to just keep in mind, the reason I'm using him, and the imagery here is bad, but it's, 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 it's the best I can air right now. The reason I'm using Yinks is we're not friends. I don't, we never went out for coffee together or anything like that, but worked together um, at Fox. And Yinks has a real reputation for being kind of just a reporter and not a bombastic guy. So when he's talking about seeing a crime scene and being emotional about it, he probably means it. Here, listen to this. Bodies littered the town of Be'eri. You can see here, it's complete and total destruction. All of the houses are destroyed. Looks like many were blown up with RPGs or other explosives. People were shot and killed in their beds, executed at point-blank range. This is the most horrific thing I have ever seen. Yinks was in Afghanistan with the Taliban. The guy's been in every war zone, Russia, Ukraine. He's been all over the world. He's telling you it's the worst thing he's ever seen. This is why I'm cautioning you right now to just, yes, to ask questions is fair. To ask stupid questions is dumb. The details and all the horrors, fine. Some people are going to get details wrong. That this stuff happened is absolutely indisputable. If you're going to get lost with the psyops, bros, you're going to find yourself dead too one day. I have no problem people asking questions. What I do have problems with are people discrediting the severity of the danger we're in right now in an attempt to get some likes on Twitter. It's freaking stupid. Now, is it bad enough yet? As the Biden world in chaos? And by the way, why is Joe Biden getting a pass? One of the questions I've had, and I've had for a few days, and some people on either side of this debate, not really a side of this debate, but at least the debate, debate about our involvement, not so much what happened. Some people, fairly enough, have said, you know what? We shouldn't talk about the intelligence failure now. We can wait till later. I disagree. I want to talk about the intelligence failure now. What happened in Israel and what happened here? But I've noticed that a lot of this is focused on Israel. Obviously, that's where it happened. Good question. How did the intelligence fail? Why would we want to know that? Because we don't want it to happen again. But have you noticed a strange lack of curiosity as to how our CIA, NSA, DIA, Army Intel, military intel in, ge in general, have you noticed a strange lack of curiosity about our intel failure? Folks, there were 25 Americans killed. How did we miss this? Was the CIA too occupied spying on Americans at school board meetings? Is this not a fair question? Have you all in the chat like asked this as well? Do you notice Biden gets a free pass on this? What did the Netanyahu government know? Good question. What the hell did the Biden government know? You're right, Joe. Crickets, jack shit. Or maybe they did, as I told you on Monday, with all these Iranian sympathizers in our government. Is that not a fair question to ask? 
That's why I'm skeptical of anything that comes out of this administration. By the way, is it, is it bad enough yet that they'll start asking questions of Biden? Because I'm asking questions. Here's even CNN shocked by the depravity of all this stuff. CNN, oh my gosh, it's like anti-Semitism on the left. You're just figuring this out now? Ilhan Omar, AOC and the squad? Come on, guys, get with the program, man. Listen to this. This does. These last few days have been a real uh, eye-opening period for a lot of people, a lot of Democrats, a lot of progressives in terms of anti-Semitism on the left. A lot of people who seem more shocked at dehumanizing language uh, used by world leaders to describe Hamas than what Hamas actually perpetrated on Saturday. You know, I'm sorry. It's not this. It's just like, I don't know what to do. The evidence is right in front of your face that these people, they, they hate you. They hate anyone who's an infidel, anyone who's not a totalitarian, Islamo-fascist. They hate everyone. They say it. They said they, they scream death to America. You didn't know this? Are Democrats finally going to wake up that the, 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 the party... That the home of terrorism in the United States, sanctioned legal political terrorism, sadly, is on the left? Here's Senator Ed Markey. Again, another liberal lunatic nutbag. Is it bad enough yet? Are people waking up? I don't know. He was speaking at a rally of probably a lot of Democrats. And he starts talking about de-escalation after Israel was just brutally attacked. I want you to listen to the response in the crowd. Check this out. There must be a de-escalation of the current violence. The United States should... We... And Joe said it right. Just look at his face. He's so used to going out in front of Democrat liberal kooky groups spouting the talking. You know the talking points, guys, right? And the occupation. Tax the rich. And everybody goes, ah, the white patriarchy. Ah, de-escalate. He didn't even know how to respond. He didn't have a backup talking point. Someone tweeted out this morning, this Wall Street account I read. It was a fascinating tweet. Key, you'll enjoy this one. The guy, he said it right. He goes, the libs are all confused right now, folks. Wait, first say, I'm going to get to the spot in a segment. They're confused right now because libs don't think for themselves. They're like the Borg in Star Trek. They think with a hive mind. And here's the thing. They don't know what to think. Because the traditional liberal talking heads who've now seen their own family, some of them killed or friends of them killed in Israel, are now like, hey, listen, maybe those end the occupation talking points were stupid. And the libs are like, wait, I don't, you've been, you've told me to say that for years. What do I say now? They don't know, right? They don't know. They, they, they're going, the, the Wall Street account was hilarious. He's like, they are genuinely confused. They're saying what they've been told to be saying and the occupation. And CEOs are like, I'm not hiring this guy. He supports brutal savagery, the butchering of children, and raping of women. Like, I don't want to harm. And I'm like, wait, wait, we said that a year ago and you gave me a promotion. Nobody knows what to do on the left. Do you see how pleasurable it is to be on our side and act with moral clarity in hard times? Folks, I'm so honored you're here with me. And I'm so honored in the last three, four days that not only have none of you left, but the audience has gotten bigger. 
and more massive because this is easy to speak with moral clarity. You don't have to commit U.S. troops. You don't have to commit a dollar to anything. But you should absolutely be able to say if one baby was shot in the face or decapitated or 40 had their heads and legs cut off, we probably shouldn't kill babies. There's no justification. You see how when you're clear, you don't have to worry about any of this? It's not hard, man. It's not hard. I don't know. He says a lot of a lot of liberal Jews may vote different. I hope so. I hope so. But I'll ask you again. Is it bad enough yet? I don't know. I don't know. I want to play a clip of Trump at the UN a while ago. Because again, you have to speak clearly on this stuff. You have to speak clearly on this stuff. And I want you to watch this because the Iranians didn't like this at all. They don't like to be called out. I want to play that for you coming up next. And then I want to show you again how BLM and these terrorist murderers, how it's a natural symbiosis. They've talked about it forever. They share one thing in common, a hatred of liberty and freedom. All you have to do is listen to them. Take a quick break. Thank you all. 75000 I really appreciate your support. It means so much. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Hey, guess what costs Americans about $11 billion, billion dollars a year? The flu season, which is now. Kids get sick. They miss school. Parents miss work. They get sick too. Now you can add in a COVID variant to the mix. That's why I have EnviroCleanse in my home. It's a new science and home air purification. It's running right now downstairs. EnviroCleanse is proven to help capture and destroy airborne viruses from your home, plus some bacteria, toxins, mold, and allergens. EnviroCleanse technology is so powerful, it was chosen by the military to purify the air systems on board our fleets. EnviroCleanse helps keep our servicemen and women healthier. EnviroCleanse is the only home air purifier that promises you and your family better health by helping clear your home of minor cold and other viruses. I have EnviroCleanse in my home. I'll get you a 20, I'll get you a 10% discount to get one for yourself too. Here's the website. EKPurePure.com. EKPure.com. Use promo code Bongino. That's promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O at EKPure.com. 10% discount with the promo code EKPure.com. These statements of products have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or condition. Thanks, Viral Cleanse. We appreciate it. Okay, this is important here. I want you to listen to this clip because this is what has to happen in front of international audiences. This is a flashback to years ago when Trump spoke at the UN. I remember the moment I was there. Uh, not at the UN. I mean, I was, I was watching it as it happened live. I don't mean I was at the actual speech, but I was watching it live. I think I was in an airport somewhere. And I'm watching the Iranian response to this was just epic. You have to speak clearly to these people and understand the enemy. Take a listen. The Iranian government masks a corrupt dictatorship behind the false guise of a democracy. It has turned a wealthy country with a rich history and culture into an economically depleted rogue state whose chief exports are violence, bloodshed, and chaos. The longest suffering victims of Iran's leaders are, in fact, its own people. Rather than use its resources to improve Iranian lives, its oil profits go to fund Hezbollah and other terrorists that kill innocent Muslims and attack their peaceful Arab and Israeli 
neighbors. The Iranians didn't like that. Guy pretended to like check his phone, was moving around in his chair, like he wet his diaper or something like that. What I'm trying to get at here is it's not the only one. Other people speak clearly on the issue too. But the savage doesn't understand anything other than strength. The savage doesn't understand anything other than threats to their own livelihood. I know you get that in the listening audience, and I don't mean to sound in any way condescending to restate the obvious, but the savage doesn't understand negotiation. They don't understand being bought off. There's no amount of land you're going to give them. This is not a land deal. This is about one thing. Jewish blood, Christian blood, and any blood of the non-believer. That's what this is about. Make no mistake. Speak and think with moral clarity. You'll be safer and you'll never be on the wrong side of history. It's really stunning to me. I've been, the last few days have been really hard for me because it's provided, I woke up this morning and I put out on my Twitter account how I've never been more clear or resolute in what I know my mission is now. And too many people are, are, are conflating political arguments of yesterday with, with life or death arguments of tomorrow. I mean, imagine being in a horror movie, getting ready to have your head cut off and trying to negotiate about marginal tax rates. I don't know how else to explain it to you. You have a unique, at any time in human history because of the technology, a unique threat right now. And you know I hate the word unique because it's ironically overused, grotesquely overused. But it's real. You have drone technology. Explosives technology is more powerful. EFP technology. EMP technology. Nuclear proliferation. You have real issues going on right now. You have the ability of people to walk across the border. There is a very unique threat right now. Folks, I've been warning you forever something was going to go down. What happens? Something goes down. And people are like, oh, Dan Bongino is always saying something's going to go. It went down. How much else do you need to go down? I told you they knew something. Everybody was telling me they knew something. I did not know what it was. I was clear on that. Maybe now we know. But they're being assisted by leftists in the United States. Here's BLM leader Patrice Cullors. I want you to listen to all of this. Again, so there's no confusion out there whatsoever. Oh, they're not coming for me. They're just coming for the Jews. No, they're coming for you. You, you heard the Hamas commander himself. You think he's lying? And they're finding a home with liberal Nut jobs with liberal lunatics. Here's the BLM founder, Patrice Cullors, on Israel. The exact same. Please explain to me how these talking points are anything different than what the terrorists say. I'll wait. Listen. The other thing I'll say is Palestine is our generation, South Africa. And if... <laughs> if, if we don't step up uh, boldly and courageously to end the the imperialist project that's called Israel, um, we're doomed. And I think that uh, I had learned about Palestine for a long time. I had known about it, been wanting to travel, and I was really, really grateful when the Dream Defenders um, asked me to come on the delegation. Uh, but nothing would have prepared me for the level of milit militarization and the, uh, and the level of violence that we would witness those 10 days inside of Palestine. Um, nothing would have prepared me for uh, the ways in which um, we witness people's terror. Uh, people live in terror on a daily basis. And um, nothing would have prepared me for how much clarity I would have on 
on why we have to be a part of um, uh, Palestinian solidarity. I played this for you because she's spouting the exact same talking points of the people who perpetrated the terror this week. The exact ones. Folks, what I've always respected about our side, the liberty and freedom fighters, the real ones, you, the real one, is we understand real nuance, not fake nuance. We understand real nuance. Like, yes, there's going to be civilian casualties. Yes, we should do our best to minimize them as a civilized man. Targeting civilians in any, in any way is abhorrent. Targeting them. There are, however, going to be in a real world, in a real fight, casualties of war that are unavoidable. But again, I ask you, in a chain of logic, if Patrice Cullors wasn't talking in categoricals and was open to real nuance, not fake nuance, she should say to herself, the terror I saw, where's the terror come from? Why are they in this situation in the first place? Oh, 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 because the Israelis are constantly under attack by a terror group residing in their territory that's committed themselves to the extermination of the Jews from the river to the sea. Ah, oh, huh. kind of an interesting first six chapters of the book to leave out, right? You started in chapter seven, Patrice. Maybe get through one through six first. They share one thing in common, BLM, Antifa, and the people who shot that baby. They hate you, and they don't care about your Che Guevara shirt at all. Or whatever whatever uh, allegiance in the Republican Party sub-brands you have. Oh, I'm a libertarian. Great. I have a lot of libertarian tendencies myself in the economy, global wars. They don't care. Not even a little bit. All right, I want to get to some other stuff. A lot of stuff happened this week. Folks, please, the RFK stuff. This guy, I, I, have, I have vigorously defended RFK's right to speak, and I will continue to. But I have warned you. You know it. You've heard it. This guy is not one of us. Don't fall for this stunt. Oh, my gosh, he's going to take away Trump voters. He is not going to take away Trump voters. I respect that the guy's running for office. I respect his right to speak. We platformed him and will vigorously defend him at Rumble to the end. No doubt about it. But that doesn't mean we should be supporting this guy. I got to be absolutely clear on that. I'll show you what I mean coming up in a minute because we're people are getting played by this guy. I got that in Penn State. Something happened at Penn State. I went to Penn State. I did my MBA there. I got to tell you, I'm embarrassed by their handling of this Riley Gaines thing. I'll show you the video. <laughs> the video is great. Am I being arrested? Yes, you are. You know what it's time for, folks? In the chat, what's it time for? Tell me. Oh, you know it. You think there's any sniffs left? Joe, any sniffs for you? Uh, let's stay here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah? You oh, got them? Yeah. Gee, try it. What are we talking about? <laughs> Joe? It better be coffee. <laughs> Blackout coffee. Tired of the same old liberal coffee companies that suck. That's why I'm proud to personally recommend because I drink it. Blackout coffee. I drink it all day. Had it this morning. It was awesome. Folks, it is strong, but it's never bitter. It's incredible how they made it so strong without tasting it. I love it. It's a coffee company, 100% committed to conservative values. From sourcing the beans, I love you all in the chat. The sniffs. <laughs> you guys are great. 
They love the country. They don't hide it. Look at the bag. It says 2A. That's not the appendix. It stands for Second Amendment. From sourcing the beans to roasting, customer support and shipping, they got an incredible work ethic. They're dedicated to promoting conservative principles. They accept no compromise in taste or quality. Throw out the other guys. Blackout coffee's our coffee. It's a Bongino Army official coffee. I got people sending me pictures drinking theirs. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. That's the website. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Blackout Coffee remains true to our values. They love the country. But listen, more important, they make great coffee. I love the country too. I'm not going to drink terrible coffee. This coffee is amazing. It is so good. Tastes like real strong, good coffee. Never bitter, always delicious. Smells amazing. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Or use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Thank you, Blackout Coffee. Got to preserve our sniffs there. All right. Our last uh, sponsor today, the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Listen, we've seen an increase in mass shootings. Streets and neighborhoods are less safe. You've seen stories of good guys with guns defending themselves and the family. What happens? They find themselves in jail. It's the craziest thing. Now more than ever, we have to be fully prepared to protect ourselves and our loved ones. But the fact is, most people just aren't. You got to be prepared for the mental, physical, and legal ramifications of self-defense. That's why I've been a member of the USCCA, the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, for a while now. Right now, the U.S. Concealed Carry Association is giving away this free concealed carry and family defense guide you need, especially now, and a chance to win $1,600 to buy a gun to protect yourself and your family, 100% free. You can get it when you visit uscca.com slash Dan. You're going to learn how to detect attackers, what the USCCA has learned about school shootings, equipment and training basics, law and justice systems, and how to responsibly own a gun and store a gun especially with little kids, in a 58-page guide loaded with valuable information. Get it today. Don't wait. These are dangerous times. Go to uscca.com slash Dan. That's uscca.com slash Dan. You'll get instant access and a chance to win $1,600 so you can buy a gun to protect your family. Go to uscca.com slash Dan. Go today. Thanks, USCCA. We appreciate it. Okay. Folks, you saw this article. We put, we put it up the other day. RFK. This is super important. Please do not fall for this. This is a big scam. Here's the scam going on with RFK right now. And listen, in the ch- Joe, flag it. Chat stirs. Flag it. Flag it in the chat. I want to see it. I- flag it now. Here is going to be the talking point as we go forward. You're going to see it every day. They're going to say, oh, my gosh, RFK is going to do so much damage if he gets in the race. He's going to take all the Trump support away. It's going to destroy Trump. There we go. See, it's the flags. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to see these articles going forward. Got it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, if, let me just tell you something. If, mm, if the, the flags are, I love it. You guys with the flag. This is like the, it's a big family here. If the mainstream media is telling you something, it's probably wrong. You can almost never, almost never go wrong if the left-wing lunatic media is telling you something and you do the opposite. So if they're saying, RFK, man, you conservatives better be careful. This guy's going to take out Trump in a three-way race if he wins it. That means what? That means he's going to take out Biden. A hundred percent. Let me ask you a question. Chatsters, question. Bongino Army. Do you know a single Trump supporter out there? I'm, a, I'm serious. If you are, let us know. I'm not, I'm not dicking around, right? Do you know a single Trump supporter out there who's like, you know what, man? I like that RFK better, you know, F Trump. I'm going with RFK. I, I don't. I'm not saying they don't exist. I know a lot of people. Um, I don't. I've heard a few people say, oh, I like that RFK got in. I like he's speaking out against Biden. Does anybody? No, 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 no. Do you see any yeses, Guy? No. Oh, okay. 
Fuck no. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, trying to keep the cussing to a minimum today. I've been hot all week. No, it was one yes. Okay. So it was one person. Now, I guarantee you, if I were to ask that question in a Biden chat room and my name wasn't Dan Bongino, but Don Bongiorno, the answer would be about 50-50 yes. Don't believe it. You are totally getting played. Here's why. I respect this guy. I will absolutely platform this guy. This guy can be on. I've invited him on my radio show. Because I believe in hearing what everybody has to say. I am a free speech, free speech absolutist. But he is not one of us. He's not even close to one of us. He's not even in the ballpark of being one of us. Here's what I mean. He was on Hannity the other day. And Sean just basically roasts him and asks him some simple questions. And he doesn't have an answer for him. Tell me again how this guy's going to take Trump support away. Stop. Check it out. Do you still believe the NRA is a terror group? Uh, I support the Second Amendment like I do all the amendments to the Constitution. And I'm not I didn't gonna ask you if you support the Second fight. Amendment. You called in 2018. You said Parkland students are right. The NRA is a terror group. Do you believe that? Uh, I don't consider the NRA a terror group. Do you regret tweeting that in 2018? Well, I don't recall tweeting it in 2018, but if I did... Uh, as I said, Sean, I don't consider them a terror group and I support the Second Amendment. Do you regret endorsing Al Gore, John Kerry, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders over the years? Uh, I don't recall endorsing Bernie Sanders. I like Bernie Sanders. I I, I voted for Barack Obama. Um, I, I don't regret that. I, I don't. Folks, the guy's not one of us. Okay. Period. End of story. He doesn't recall saying the NRA is a terror group. He doesn't recall endorsing every single Democrat that ran for president in the last 20 years. He supports Barack Obama. You think this guy's going to take, you have to be a real tool bag of a Republican to vote for this guy. Why do I bring this up today? And I've been, I had, a, I, I put this here in because I did not want to miss this story and the week's coming to an end tomorrow because it goes back to the argument in the beginning of the week about the speaker's race going on right now. We still don't have a speaker. Do not fall in love with politicians. Fall in love with their actions and the outcomes of their actions. That is it. That is it. There's a couple of smart ass conservatives. Oh, I bet these conservatives who gave a platform. The RFK, regret it now. I don't regret shit. What, supporting the guy's right to speak? He's got a lot of guts running for president. His, his decisions are bad. The outcomes of those decisions would be horrendous if he was president. But those are two different things. I'm absolutely in my right to question why he doesn't seem to recall calling the NRA a terror group. But he's right to say it. He has a right to say it. He's not right to say it. He has a right to say it. A big R God-given right. He should have just said, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I tweeted that. And I don't believe it. Don't fall in love with politicians. There are now people, amazingly, to tie it into the speaker's race going on. We still don't have a speaker. Steve, Steve Scalise has the GOP nomination, but that doesn't matter. He got 113 votes. He needs 217. Just because he got a majority of the GOP caucus doesn't mean he's going to be the speaker. I'm amazingly, some of the same people who were telling me last week, you better cheer on this guy or as if 
by the way, giving me an ultimatum, that's the quickest way for me to tell you to go F yourself, like instantaneously. You think I respond to ultimatums? You you got you you are you don't know me, bro, at all. Like even a little bit. Not even some of the same people say, you better get behind this guy. Oh, I'll get behind him when we get a good outcome. Some of the same people telling me I better get behind this guy are now complaining that Gates endorsed Scalise or said Scalise would be better than McCarthy. I don't have this problem. I, 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 don't, I don't care what he says. All I care about is the outcome. If you get Scalise and he acts more conservative than McCarthy, way to go, Matt Gates. If you get Scalise and he turns out to be a squish, worse than McCarthy, Terrible job, Mackey. I don't, I don't, I don't need to applaud anyone or kiss anyone's ass. Bobby Kennedy, Gates, McCarthy, Scalise, no one, and you shouldn't either. I told you before, politicians suck. I'm sorry, they get paid to lie. Their incentives are to lie. I saw it when I ran. All these groups, oh, come meet us in the Capitol Hill Club, and you think they're there to help you? They're not there to help you. They're there to help them. I don't give a damn about you. They don't care about you. Once you keep that in your head, you'll understand. All right, on a lighter note, it's been a tough week, so I wanted to kind of give you some good stories. So this happened at Penn State. You know Riley Gaines, the swimmer who strongly objects, she's a female, obviously, to swimming against men uh, who wouldn't? It's like, I don't want to swim against a dude. I think I should swim against women. You know, there's that whole testosterone, lung capacity, muscle strength, bone density thing. It's got a name, fellas. It's called biology. Well, she was going to speak at uh, uh, Penn State, and it turned into a big debacle. And uh, they had a table set up, wanted to talk about, you know, regular common sense policies, like maybe we should have women compete against women. And a couple of lunatics showed up, and I guess they didn't watch the video we're going to play next. They probably should have. Uh, they decided they were going to turn over the table, and then in a world without consequence, they'd be celebrated. But it didn't quite work out that way. Didn't quite work out that way. Check this out. What? Get the fuck out, my face. Oh, you're heavy children. Excuse me, sir. Are you not? Transphobic. Huh? Why should I be transphobic? You are transphobic. You, what no. the fuck is the sign you're holding right now, huh? Get this shit out. Whoa. Yo. That's on camera, right? Calm down. No one's fucking attacking you. Sorry, it's this one and this one. Here. With the backpack. And the mask. Yep. Don't fucking touch me like that. Are we being detained? Are we being Can detained? Can you let go of me? Are we being arrested? Are we being detained? Don't touch me. Are we being de- someone? Are we being detained? Yes. Okay. No. Am I being arrested? You can put it on. Okay, you can put it in the back. I just don't want it to spill all over. Uh, all right, fine. What's he being arrested for? This is really calling us right now. He said it right. No shocker, folks. What what do you see in that video? Come on in the chat. What do you see in that video? They're 
The chats, they're all wearing masks, of course. The same people who believe a microscopic virus can't make its way around a mask with holes basically relatively that big compared to a virus. The same people wearing a mask. Am I being detained? This is the smart-ass generation. Now, the smart-ass generation, I encourage you to watch the great Roger Scare. Anybody in this chat know Roger Scare? You listen to my radio show? Roger will occasionally make an appearance on the radio show. Roger Scare, we love him. Roger Scare's got these, like, kind of like lessons he puts online. And they're really short and brief. But listen, uh, for the generation of mask-wearing, table-turning smartasses who thought they could destroy people's property and not get arrested, now you'll have a criminal record because you're a moron, I encourage you to watch this fine tutorial. It's about 30 seconds. And spread this around to your friends, and you won't have to find out. All right, today we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So first we have to decide how much do we want to find out. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level on my graph and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm going to come straight down to where it intersects with my fuck around line. That there is going to tell me, how much I have to fuck around to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never fuck around, you'll never find out. So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you. Thank you, Roger, for that valuable lesson. I encourage all the smart-ass generation morons out there and listen to the kids out there fighting for liberty and freedom on campus. Man, I love you. You got a lot of balls. Ain't easy to be a conservative out there on campus. They're the smart asses wearing the masks, flipping the tables. Watch Roger. Valuable lesson. F around. You're going to find out. I got a couple more things. Uh, I need a little bit of comic relief yesterday. It's been a hard day. You can always get that, of course, from the White House and Kareem Jean-Pierre. Anyone changing their vote? No? Joe? Guy? Anyone? Jim? If you're changing your vote, please just inform me via text. Uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre was giving a press conference yesterday and a journalist actually asked some journalisty type question, which is always a surprise. He's like, hey, listen, you guys keep talking about lowering the national debt and deficits, uh, except the deficit's $300 billion more than it was last year. You got an explanation for that? So it's more. Yeah, folks, you get more, like not let more. It's more, which means they didn't decrease it. It's actually more. So Kareem Jean-Pierre, of course, who never, ever, ever escapes the talking point ahead. Just rock and rolls with the talking point anyway. Check this out. So the CBO yesterday said that the budget deficit um, totaled $1.7 trillion, which is an increase from $300 billion from last year. Um, why did the deficit increase if the U U.S. economy is doing so well, as President Biden has said? So a couple of things. As you know, the president has, when it comes to um, the deficit, he has done a record amount of work in reducing the deficit, as you just laid out. Uh, and uh, one of the things that we have seen is that congressional Democrats continue to do the trickle-down economics, which we don't, we know it doesn't work, right? We've heard it's called meganomics, right? <laughs> it's so funny to watch. She can't get off the talking point, man. She can't get off the talking point. She can't, no matter what. She just fires away with this, well, you know, we are focusing on deficit reduction. By the way, it's only getting worse for the Biden administration. Look at this article, The Federalist. There's the no evidence crowd is running out of reasons to keep saying no evidence. 
As Vice President Joe Biden emailed his brother and son about foreign business more than 20, 22.9 times, 20, no, 29,000 times. That sounds like kind of a problem. What were they emailing about? I thought there was no evidence of a relationship between the two. Well, this happened yesterday, too. The Oversight Committee put out a uh, an interesting tweet. Folks, Joe, unflag this one. This was a big flag. I told you this was going to come out. Hey, guys, un- unflag this. Unflag it. I told you this was coming out, man. I told you. The Ukraine documents, they were squirreling away in the Penn Biden Center, clearly clearly at this point, are related to Joe Biden taking money from Ukraine. I think what Joe Biden was doing was selling information to Ukraine, classified information, through his son, Hunter. Oh, look, breaking yesterday by the House Oversight Committee. We've discovered new information about the document scandal. Biden's attorney said that the discovery of the documents occurred on November 2nd, 2022 at the Penn Biden Center. But the committee developed uh, some evidence showing the timeline of events that involved at least five White House employees. Really? Biden and his legal team omitted months of communications, planning and coordination among White House officials, a VP staffer and Penn Biden Center employees and Biden's personal attorney to go and get those boxes of info at the Penn Biden Center. There's no reasonable explanation as to why this many White House employees and lawyers were so concerned with these boxes. They believe contained only personal documents and materials. Dan Bongino shows right again. You all are six, seven months ahead of the news. What did I tell you a while ago? What was Biden hiding classified documents in the Penn Biden Center for? Because they were likely Ukraine documents with information. He was trafficking to Ukraine and getting paid because he was appointment on Ukraine through his son. Oh, and look at this. Who was the managing director of the Penn Biden Center? It was a guy by the name of Dr. Michael Carpenter. There it is right there. Where do we know him from? I don't know, Joe. Maybe this video where he's on stage with Joe Biden talking about firing a prosecutor in Ukraine looking into his son's business relationship. And at the end, he says, Michael knows that's the same Michael Carpenter. Watch yourself. There's another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor. And they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. Said, nah. I said, I'm not going to we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Well, there's still, so they made some genuine substantial changes institutionally and with people. But one of the three institutions, there's now some backsliding. The courts are there. And the court, yes. And they had made that commitment that they wouldn't do that. And so when we left, the first thing I spent uh, um, a lot of time, as did 
Mike, because this was his territory. Mike, because this was his territory. People like Charlie Cupchin and Victoria. Anyway. I appreciate Guy putting that sound effect together. It's obviously edited, but it's not edited for content. It's edited for effect. He's talking about Michael Carpenter. Because this was his territory. (laughs) Thank you. Who runs the Penn Biden Center where they were squirreling away the Ukraine documents because this is his territory. What does Michael Carpenter know? Well, folks, listen, not to be a. Not to be a dick here, but. Why is why am I the only one talking about this? I was a criminal investigator, but you need none of those skills to put this together. This tape of Biden, the SOB tape, is famous. Everybody's seen it. All you have to do is listen to the rest of the tape to find out he's talking about firing the Ukrainian prosecutor looking into this deal with Michael Carpenter right on stage, who then went to take over the Penn-Biden Center where they squirreled away documents alleged to be about Ukraine. And then, as the Oversight Committee reported, got a bunch of lawyers and White House people freaking out over months to go get back. They note in a tweet, there is no reasonable explanation why this many employees were so concerned with these boxes. If they were only personal documents, what's the big deal? I'm not trying to be a know-it-all. I miss a lot of stuff, too. I get it. You can't, like, juggling chainsaws in this business. What are we going to talk about? What are we not going to talk about? I understand it. But this is the most obvious scandal in American history. Joe Biden got access to classified information about Ukraine and Russia and basically appears to have been selling it to Ukraine through his son. Someone found out about it in Ukraine. Biden wanted him fired. And Carpenter probably knew about the whole thing. So because he knew about the whole thing, he went over to the Penn Biden Center and it appears they, they took all the documents and brought them with them. This is the most obvious scandal in political history, bro. You just got to look at it. Oh, man, it's frustrating. I don't know what the House is doing behind closed doors, so I don't want to indict anyone there. I'm sure they're on this, I hope. But this is such an easy scandal to dismantle. Yeah, I'm going to go to uh, the Jeff Clark thing. Good call. I'm just going to do that. Folks, one last thing. I want to leave you with some good news, some really good news. I get this question a lot, fairly enough. Dan, the voting system is screwed up. What's the point? I get it, brothers and sisters, because my elbows don't work. Heart pound. I'm with you, brothers. I get it. It's a fair question to ask if the system isn't fair, what's the point? However, when there's good news, I need you to be realistic, too. Florida has done a lot to clean up its voting system. Can you cheat? Of course. You can cheat in even the most secure system. It's hard in Florida. Georgia's taken some big steps. Remember, we don't have to have a clean voting system in 50 states. I'd love to. God willing, please. But if we have enough in swing states, we can still win a national election, even with cheating. I don't want that, but I can't make the, the perfect the enemy of the good. Huge news out of North Carolina. We now have some cleanups in Arizona, big changes in Georgia, big changes in Florida. And North Carolina, the General Assembly, just overruled the governor. 
the Democrat governor tried to block these election reforms. Listen to this. Zuckerbuck's out. Retention of election records for 22 months now to combine with the Voter Rights Act. Clarification to authority and restrictions on some of these poll observers. There's more. Not, not, they're good restrictions, not bad ones. You get the second part? Yeah. There's more to this. Same-day registrant addresses are now checked. Return mailings will be trigger a retrieval of voted regular ballots. Extends absentee ballot challenging period to five days. Polls will close at 7.30. All absentee mail-in ballots must be received. Makes it a misdemeanor crime for anyone other than the Board of Elections to affix a tracking code to an absentee ballot. Provides a new process for removing non-citizens from voter lists. And implements a pilot test for signature verification on mail-in envelopes. This is good stuff. Is it the best stuff? No. Is it good stuff? Yes. I'm just telling you, the reason we got these voter reforms in Florida and Georgia and North Carolina is because you voted despite the cheating, got a boatload of new Republicans in in North Carolina and changed the whole system. I get it, there's cheating. And sometimes we have to win in spite of it. But when we win in spite of it, we should change it so that we can minimize the cheating. And that's what's happening. This is really, really good news. Give a pat on the back to uh, people, uh, the Republican legislators in North Carolina. They're getting it. All right, folks, I got to run. I'll be back here tomorrow again. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sticking with the show. You know where I stand. I'm a United States first guy, but I'm also a humanity first guy. And I'll never be on the side of the savages. And I'm glad you're with me in this fight. 102,400 people here today. It's such an honor to fill this football stadium every day with patriots like you. I love you all to death. Join us every day at 11 a.m. Rumble.com slash Bongino. I was in the chat about 10 o'clock talking with some folks. I'll see you there. Set up an account. Download the Rumble app. It's all free. Rumble.com slash Bongino. See you back here tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.